Hello everyone, this is the feedback for the uh, clinical scenario related to uh, supraventricular tachycardias. Um, so the first thing to say is um, you were shown an ECG at the start um, and the key feedback is to try and be more definitive. So you didn't state this is an SVT with a regular RR interval at a rate of X and that's what would be kind of expected. Um, you did subsequently go on to talk about management of an SVT. So clearly you knew that it was one, but you never actually said those words. Um, what would be quite nice as a five out of five kind of level answer is commenting on the presence or absence of retrograde P waves, demonstrating that you're aware uh, to look for them. Um, Next, uh, you moved on to the history and examination. And I think in this kind of uh, scenario, it would be more relevant. And actually probably what you would do is you'd assess this patient in a doctor ABCD format before starting to take a history, immediately signposting that you're aware to look for the red flags of shock, syncope, ischemia, and heart failure. Um, and that, that's, I think, uh, a way you could restructure how, how you uh, answer this question. Um, and then in the history, um, if an SVT is seen, uh, one of the key things that would be good to, to, to convey is that you're inquiring about specific discriminating symptoms, some, such as that quick onset and offset of the palpitations that, that a patient often experiences. Uh, you then went on to talk about the treatment of an SVT and you mentioned uh, vagal maneuvers. Uh, as a start, um, what I would encourage is that you would you should always mention about the logistics of the treatment that you are initiating, showing that you're practically aware of how these things work. So let's say you're starting with vagal maneuvers, mention that you're aware about the fact that you need to have the patient on a on a monitor to monitor their rhythm. Um, uh, if you're going to do a, a carotid sinus massage, checking for a carotid bruit, questioning about a history of recent stroke or TIA. Um, you talk about uh, adenosine treatment. Again, you should be thinking about any contraindications. They have a history of asthma, for example. Do they have IV access that's adequate to give the adenosine in? Uh, do they have the, the pads on for rhythm monitoring and so on? Just demonstrating that you're practically aware of what's going on. And that will really elevate your answer to that five out of five um, level that you're aiming for. Um, subsequently, uh, the, the scenario moved on uh, to you correctly diagnosing that, uh, that the patient had a Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome, and I think it was really nicely described, actually, uh, describing the ECG in a, in a sequential manner, not just jumping to saying, this is Wolf-Parkinson-White. Um, so that was really good. Um, and then you went on to further evaluate uh, the patient. Um, and this is essentially a scenario of someone with Wolf-Parkinson-White um, who has just been unstable, let's say, um, giving a history of presyncope with dizziness. Um, and the key thing when evaluating a patient like this is ascertaining those red flags. Um, and, and a real golden one is to have syncope or presyncope, um, because that meant that the next stage of your management was slightly suboptimal. Um, as this patient had been unstable, and in reality, what should happen is that they should at least be discussed with an EP specialist about whether they need to be kept in as an inpatient for uh, potential workup for an ablation or potential discharge with a very quick follow-up. Um, and so that's the key uh, when assessing these patients with all pockets and white, 
do they have any of those red flag symptoms that may suggest that they're getting hemodynamically unstable or arrhythmias in the community, which could potentially cause sudden cardiac death. Um, so that's the feedback for this scenario. Well done. Thanks. Thanks very much.